Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco. The union representing Hollywood actors is set to get back to the bargaining table with studios. SAG-AFTRA leadership has announced that talks will resume next Monday. Actor and SAG-AFTRA member Brendan Bailey says the tentative deal studios reached with writers is a good starting point. They're two different unions with two different needs. However, I think some of the parallel needs when it came to just general cost of living increases, the residual system, especially in streaming, and then obviously the conversations about artificial intelligence. I think blueprint is a great word to be used for our negotiating committee to see if some of that language can be borrowed to get a more efficient and expedient deal. And a note of disclosure, many journalists at NPR are members of SAG-AFTRA, but under a different contract than actors. Governor Gavin Newsom is planning to sign legislation later this morning that would increase the minimum wage for fast food workers in the state to $20 an hour next year. That's according to the Service Employees International Union, which pushed for the measure. The bill, AB 1228, would also establish a fast food council, including employer and worker representatives that could advise on health and safety rules and other job conditions. The median wage for an estimated half a million fast food workers statewide is currently $16, according to the SEIU. And in Southern California, communities are paying the cost of a rise in online shopping. More online stores means more warehouses to store their products. And that's adding to the pollution and economic inequality in these areas. That's according to new economic research released today. KVCR's Anthony Victoria has more. The nonprofit Economic Roundtable has found online buying and all the trucks and warehouses it requires is fueling inequality. The Roundtable's Daniel Flaming estimates Southern California communities will saddle a billion dollars in costs for roads, emergency services, and other public expenses from all diesel truck traffic. There's a heavy price that's paid by these neighborhoods for jobs that don't pay very much. Warehouse workers typically earn about $25,000 a year, while the biggest online shoppers usually make more than $150,000 a year. Flaming hopes the reports will help communities make more informed decisions around warehouse development. For the California Report, I'm Anthony Victoria in San Bernardino. 
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. As of this summer, most incarcerated people across the country can apply for a Pell Grant to pay for a higher education. Criminal justice advocates say this is a key step in keeping people from returning to prison. But in California, the demand is already exceeding the supply. Okay, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Have a that's Michael Love. He teaches Introduction to Communications at Sacramento State University. It's his first semester teaching as he works towards a master's in public communications. And it's a different environment than he's used to. You know, when you're in prison, you have to uh, wait for the guard to open the door. When you go to come back from work or when you're going to work or wherever, that's how you get in and out, in and out your cell. Just last year, Love was serving a prison sentence at Folsom State Prison. Now... The building that I teach in, I have the keys to. So I could come at 1 o'clock in the morning if I wanted and study grade papers or whatever. And so sometimes I think to myself, "Eh, you must be in a long, extensive dream. Love credits a program for his success, the Transforming Outcomes Project at Sacramento State, or TOPS. TOPS is a partnership between Sac State and Folsom and Mule Creek State Prison. It's funded by a Second Chance Pell Grant and helped Love get his bachelor's degree. David Zuckerman was the interim director of TOPS. The experiment was really heralded as a, as a massive success because of things that we've already known for years. I mean, there there's tons of research out there that shows that Educational achievement lowers recidivism by astounding rates. Right now, TOPS only offers a Bachelor's of Arts in Communications. And during a recent college fair... I had 30 students show up and several others grabbed me on the yard and said they couldn't make it to this, but they're interested. So the demand looks like it's exceeding the supply here. Supply is limited by space at the prison, says Zuckerman, and also by funding. The Pell Grant doesn't cover full tuition costs. Ruth Delaney is a director with the Vera Institute for Justice, a nonprofit research and justice organization. Right now, we are kind of at a moment nationally where we are uh, looking to learn kind of what, what is the sustainable budget approach for programs like this. She says some states have opened up their state grants to students who are incarcerated, but California isn't one of them. In 2022, the state did provide funding to the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation to help students get bachelor's degrees from California state universities. 
But a spokesperson for the department says there are currently more students who want to be in the CSU bachelor's degree programs than can be covered by state and Pell Grant funding. That means students have to wait until space becomes available. And it's unclear how long that will be. All right, good job, Dale. But what is clear is those who do get through the program can come out with the tools to give to their communities. Back in the classroom, Love says the lessons he learned through the TOPS program stretch beyond a degree. The program taught him to believe in himself and his worth, and he's determined to instill that into his students. Each and every single one of you is important, and each and every single one of you has something to contribute to society. Whatever your passion may be, or multiple passions. His ultimate goal? Return to Folsom State Prison as a teacher with a TOPS program. And that's the California Report for Thursday, September 28th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery. On the web at schmidtocean.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast 2 at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.